Good morning. Our, sec- our, our first reading um, was pretty heavy, wasn't it? Uh, our second scripture is even better. It comes to us from the New Testament pass, uh, letter of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 14 to 19. This is one of, what is so, uh, one of the so-called pastoral epistles. An epistle is a letter, and a pastor is a pastor. So, a letter from a pastor. And this is um, Paul writing to Timothy. And so, it's full of advice, just ideas for a way to live in the way of Christ. It's good news for us, so let's listen today. Here's what he says. Remind them of this and warn them before the Lord that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. Avoid profane chatter, for it will lead people into more and more impiety, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying the resurrection has already occurred. They are upsetting the faith of some, but God's firm foundation stands, bearing this inscription, The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who calls on the name of the Lord turn away from wickedness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So good morning once again uh, to you all. Hi to those online on Facebook Live, YouTube, or listening to this sermon podcast later in the week. Uh, I'm really glad that you all are here with us today on this last Sunday uh, in the month of July. It's also the uh, end of our This is the Way sermon series, which we've been following this past month or so, and we've had a good time with that. Next week, we begin a new one. I wonder if you remember that old slogan from World War II. It was about... um, telling the population not to talk too much about maybe where troop movements would go or where our naval battleships might be headed. What, what was that saying? Wow, you really know it. That's better than I thought. Okay, loose lips sink ships. This is about idle chatter and talk because you never know who is listening in. And in that kind of wartime context, this is an important thing to remember. In our reading today from 2 Timothy, we see that St. Paul has a similar concern. He's also talking about words. He says this, avoid wrangling over words, avoid profane chatter, and stay away from the kind of talk that spreads like gangrene. Have you ever wrangled over words? Have you ever been a word wrangler? Gotten into a conversation where you go around and around with somebody, but no matter what you do, you can never quite get on the same page with them. Or where your opinions are so different from somebody else that you can barely even relate to each other. Have you ever wrangled over words that way? Many years ago, when I was a new pastor in uh, my previous church, on a Sunday morning, we sang a song, a church song. It went like this. White as snow, white as snow, though my sins were as scarlet. Lord, I know, Lord, I know that I am clean and forgiven. Through the power of your blood, through the wonder of your love, through the faith in you, I know that I can be white as snow. And the next day, after singing this song in church, a man named Rick in my congregation contacted me, very upset. He told me the words we sang were racist. He said, how dare you have us sing a song saying that we should be white as snow when many of us are not white, 
and, uh, and many of us are other races. And this is a racist song, and what does that say about you, Pastor? And if you've ever been called a racist, you get a little defensive, right? And so we started wrangling over words. I got into a wrangling match with him about words. First, I told him, these words came from the Bible. I tried to just go over the top of my authority. <laughs> I sent him the passage we just read from Isaiah chapter 1, where it says this, Come now, let us argue it out, Rick, says the Lord. If your sins are like scarlet, will they become like snow? If they are red like crimson, will they become like wool? Wool and snow are white. It's just that this is the image. He said, the text says your sins will become like white as snow. Not you. Okay. I sent him Psalm 51, verse 7, which says, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. I'm not saying anyone's going to become white in a racial ethnic sense, but it's a metaphor for being made clean or cleansed or washed. He did not accept my explanation. <laughs> he could not contain his anger, in fact. And the more we wrangled over the words, the more it became clear that he was leaving the church, which he did. Our wrangling over words led to a broken relationship. Our wrangling over words taught me a lesson. Because in the end, I don't know why I tried to wrangle words with him when I should have wrestled with him instead. Not physically. So bear with me as I try to draw a fine line for you today on the difference between wrangling and wrestling. Wrangling in St. Paul's use of the term means something like squabbling, disputing, disagreeing, bickering, and arguing. Paul says, avoid this kind of talk. Avoid this kind of interaction. It isn't fruitful. But wrestling is different. Isaiah 1 says, come let us argue it out. The old King James version of it says, come now, let us reason together. I could even say, come let us wrestle together. Wrestling in, has the sense of grappling with, struggling with, contending with. It's a little bit different, maybe, from wrangling. In this sense, we wrestle or grapple or work through or think through or um, get through an issue or a problem together. Wrestling with someone on an issue can be fruitful where wrangling is not. I think the difference between these two is that wrangling gets you further from the truth, whereas wrestling together brings you closer to the truth. Wrangling puts you farther apart, but wrestling, as anyone who is a wrestler knows, puts you very close together, <laughs> closer than you want to be, perhaps. So notice in the Second Timothy passage where it talks about um, some of the people who have been wrangling with their words. He names names. And one of them is Hymenius. He says this, Hymenius has swerved from the faith. Wrangling, he's swerved from the faith. Wrangling gets you further from the truth, further from your faith, but wrestling gets you closer to it. This same Hymenius is actually mentioned twice in the Bible, two times, Hymenius. Once in this passage, as someone who swerved from his faith, the other place is in 1 Timothy, where, where Paul says that he has suffered a shipwreck in his faith. That's the word he uses, he suffered a shipwreck in his faith. The more and more you wrangle over words, disputing every point, bickering without listening, the further you get from the truth. It can lead to shipwreck. So this is the lesson that I take away from my own wrangling with Rick in my old church. I became more focused on winning the argument. Have you ever done that? 
I wanted to show that I knew the Bible. I mean, I was the pastor after all. I wanted to show that my song choice wasn't racist. How dare you? I was focused on being right. And I think he was too. And we both missed the chance to love. We both missed the chance for a relationship. We both missed the chance for the truth. And PCLG, I don't want you to miss that chance. So what does wrestling look like instead of wrangling? What would that be like? Let me give you an example. Um, this last week, I was sitting uh, over at Rose International Market in Saratoga. It's like a Persian international market that has food, like kebabs on the inside and Turkish coffee and on the outside. And I was sitting out there reading, and um, I overheard a conversation at the next table, right next to me. And it was this younger woman, probably college age, and this older man. They were eating lunch and talking. And they started talking about all kinds of issues, which it very quickly became apparent they did not agree on. So trigger warning to anyone, they had a lot of issues that they talked about. They talked about whether athletes should stand for the national anthem or not, whether Black Lives Matter was still a movement that was important or whether racial issues had been resolved or not. They talked about Roe versus Wade. They talked about police reform. I told you they went through a lot of stuff. I mean, they hit all the topics. Um, the man shared his own immigrant experience coming to California and finding opportunity. They then talked about the differences between California and other regions of the country and how it could be different in maybe the South or somewhere like that. He shared his experience growing up in a, in a country that had political oppression and how he sought freedom. They talked about her college soccer teammates and their diverse backgrounds, and whether the economic system was fair, and should there be college loan relief or not, whether hard work was enough to get ahead, or if there are other factors to consider. They went all over the board. And I was sitting there behind my book like this, <laughs> faithfully writing these notes for this sermon. She had grown up in the United States, obviously, and she had the kind of confidence of a young person, of a college student. He was an older immigrant guy. Some of you here today are younger folks. Maybe you're in school or a college student. Some of you are immigrants. You've come from other countries. Some of you are old guys or older folks. We are a big mix together. But what I noticed as I listened and overheard this, these two people talking about big issues, big ideas, important topics, they had really different perspectives on. Maybe it was generational, maybe it was where they grew up, maybe it was who their friends are or who was influencing them. They did not seem to agree on almost anything, but what I noticed was they listened to each other. There was a back and forth where they listened to each other. They obviously cared about each other. They had some kind of a relationship, and they were wrestling with these words and issues rather than wrangling. The difference was relationship. The difference was listening. In the end, they paid for their food. She thanked him for lunch. And then they walked away together. And I wish I knew if that was her dad, it could have been, or, or an uncle, a coach, or just a friend. But I, I think that if we want to wrestle with important issues in um, faith or life or love or current events or anything else, if we want to grow closer to God's wisdom and God's truth for us, it's best to do it within a relationship of care. Somebody you care about who cares about you. With mutual love and care, we can talk about all kinds of stuff. Without mutual love and care, 
it'll break down immediately. A wise pastor, who happens to be my dad, uh, used to say that if you have to choose between being right and being loving, always choose love. If you have to choose between being right and being loving, choose the way of love. Church, this is the way. And so if the church of Christ is not meant to, or the way of Christ doesn't lead us into wrangling over words or disputing and disagreeing about every single thing, that's the negative side. So don't do that, right? But the positive side of this teaching is that we're meant to grapple with, wrestle with, get into and contend about things that matter, to do it within love and care in a relationship. So this, this week, I wonder what this teaching will mean for you. Where will there be a chance for you to just avoid wrangling? You know, maybe take the high road, keep your mouth shut, not try and get the last word, just let it be. And then I wonder this week if there will be a chance for you to do some wrestling, where you engage, where there are differences of opinion and topics that are hard to figure out, but where you listen to somebody, you share your ideas, you seek together the wisdom that God has for you, the grace and the truth. When I started thinking about this whole sermon series that we've been doing this month, uh, some, some months ago, my main question was, what does our congregation need to know or hear or learn this summer about what it means to follow Jesus, how to follow Jesus? What are the challenges we have right now within our culture when it comes to being God's people in the world? And this was one of them, contending and wrangling over every little issue and word is not the way of Christ. So it won't be a surprise to you if I say that we live in a kind of a divided age where it's easy to be pushed one way or the other about every kind of issue or topic of the day. It can be hard, though, to find unity, to come together, to stay together. So this is the final teaching for this series from St. Paul, and it reminds us again of our high and holy calling to avoid wrangling over words, but to wrestle faithfully together. May it be so for you today. Amen.